The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Ships. Today is November. What is it? Today's November 11th. It's the 11th of November. Today is early. That's what today is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is early. Um, it, it, we are those guys with ships, and you are tuned to the Versecast, our Star Citizen Gaming uh, community podcast. Ace Turd, guys, how we be? Never mind, you're fine. Everything's just fine. Ace turd, is that breakfast? one person or two? Um, well, it would actually be, uh, hopefully, an inanimate object. Uh, Ace, if your turds are animated, um, you should probably see somebody about that. Get that looked at. <laughs> Take some video first, and then get it looked at. Yeah, uh, and then bur- kill it with fire. Of course, uh, living in the age of, of uh, YouTube that we do, it's like, oh, this weird, disgusting problem? I'm going to take a video of it first, and then go get it looked at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In, in the parlance of our times, as we say. Indeed. Oh, so guys, um, uh, it's Saturday morning. We don't usually record on Saturdays, but um, we had uh, all all manner of, um, of uh, happenstance uh, that has uh, led us here to this time and place to bring to our listening audience excitements. What, mm-hmm. what have we done? What, what did we do wrong? <laughs> Why are we here? Well, what, what we did wrong is, um, uh, it, well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw Sorian under the bus. Um, Death Wish Coffee. Uh, that, that's what we did wrong. Um, so um, there, there you have it. Um, uh, just you know, keep it away from the kids. That's all I gotta say. Um, okay, so uh, really quick, uh, because we are going to uh, be. Uh, dedicating the uh, the bulk of this show to um, Ace uh, grabbing the waggle stick and uh, flying us through a uh, rewatching of the Jean panel from Citizen Con uh, just past, um, but we do want to mention I think it's it's um, it's uh, uh, relevant uh, that uh, we have news of sixty players in an Evocati. Uh, test session at uh, 20 to 30 FPS or better. So, yay! Um, and questions. I, context. Oh, never, never mind, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm um, hopeful, I guess. Does, has, has anybody, um, does anybody have any other information that they uh, 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 care to share about that? I, I, just, I just heard a couple of reports on the YouTubes uh, from Board Gamer, and then um, I think Mark also sent in text uh, um, that uh, Sean Tracy was on um, the uh, New Egg on a New Egg stream. Is it New? I, I, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but had talked about this. Um, so, um, what do you guys know about this? Uh, I, I heard, heard it well. It. Yeah, yeah, I heard it was smooth, and they got 60, 60 players, and yeah, everything seems to be coming along just fine. Nothing to worry so, about. So was that was that sixty players thirty FPS? So was that half an FPS for each player? <laughs> they share. I think that's how it works. Your math is correct. It's like the uh, it's like the uh, 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 Sarge comments during uh, Halo Two. We had you know at a platoon we had a sticks and a rock. And we had to share the stick. Uh, <laughs> they had to share FPSs. Ah. Well, anyway, it sounds like uh, good, exciting news coming out. And I know that uh, I believe that this is a result of uh, them continuing to do work on other parts of the project while 
uh, working on the, the primary focus and uh, those other things becoming complete and uh, includable in with the, uh, the main development branch, if that's uh, the correct nomenclature. Um, so yay, uh, good, uh, good stuff for that. We're hoping to, uh, to uh, see some of that out from behind the, uh, the NDA wall um, soon, TM. Um, and then one other thing, uh, we did get an announcement yesterday, or on Friday, yeah, I guess that was yesterday, uh, that uh, the anniversary special sale is set to kick off on November 24th, and it's going to run through uh, December 4th. Uh, so it'll be the day after Thanksgiving through uh, the first, uh, I guess it's the first Tuesday in December. Uh, so all that money you get from returning your Thanksgiving gifts, what don't fit, can go to buy new ships. Oh, Which, of course, come one size fits all. Hide your yeah. money. Hide your wallets. Yeah. They're coming sleep for off, you. Sleep off the turkey and just avoid it altogether. Mmm. Ships. Ships with gravy. Now, do you like do you like the uh, the dumpling gravy with your ships, or do you just like the the, the straight up uh, uh, brown gravy? I like I like to have pockets around so I can mix and match as needed. <laughs> Do you pour like a little bit of gravy on the side of the plate and then and like, and like an artist you like mix a little bit in with food as you eat it? Well, what you do like is you get as much mashed potatoes as you can because it's really all about the mashed potatoes and then you smash you, you down the center and then you gravy pour lake. gravy in the okay. middle. Yes, yes, lake gravy. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful thing. I think that's actually a place, isn't it? Uh, Gravy Lake. Uh, I I eat it every year. It was it was either that or it's it's the name for the next Intel chipset. Gravy Lake. <laughs> Gravy Lake. Uh, there is no. Uh, I take it back. There is in Ontario, Canada. There is a place. It's a small little lake called Gravy Lake. Wow. That, shouldn't yeah. that be like Poutine Lake? <laughs> it's uh it's in the uh it's in the Great the Lake system. <laughs> it's a it's a little teeny tiny lake that's in that's part of the giant Great Lakes system, so it's uh, a couple it might, of islands in that area. It might be small, but it's oh so delicious. Indeed, mm -hmm. so good and so good for you. Oh, if that was only true. Okay, so um, what we are going to do, Jean uh, panel, um, we are going to just uh, watch. Uh, I'm probably gonna uh, maybe cut it off near the end. Uh, in the Q&A section, but we will start at the beginning. And uh, guys, do you have your link open? Yep. Affirmative. All right. And we want to make sure that we have our volumes turned down, such as to avoid the uh, the bleeding throughs. Um, but um, Ace, I'm going to go ahead and fire it off here, and then you have the stick. Uh, Turd and I will um, uh, grab a coffee. questions. Yeah, well, <clears throat> no. No, I, it's, interject questions as they occur and uh, um, uh, you know we uh, you you have the con uh, please do be regaling us with tales of alien culture and cartoon characters named after Italian Renaissance artists <laughs> are we talking about Ninja Turtles by chance we are uh, okay right. well let's get, let's get this let's get this right on the show aliens right. in a half shell <laughs> Aphrodisiac. Okay. Boom. It's going. So was anyone else uh, surprised that, that this was going to be one of their panels? Because I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I don't say it was unex unexpected. Or, I mean, it was um, surprising, but I didn't expect it. If you want to get technical, they were it's all unexpected for me because I had no idea what to expect. Uh, <laughs> this next panel, the Gion... Jean, numerous there we have our, that our Greek god up uh, there. History, physiology, yes. and language. MC Thor. Um, yeah, cool. they uh, they really uh, the Lord of Star Citizen. They really managed uh, to get the the panel system set up and, uh, way better well than uh, hey, down in front here. Um, this <laughs> Is that Tabasco? This panel will look at how various disciplines actually work together. To craft uh, what those alien civilizations maybe, maybe are. Maybe we could skip so, ahead a little bit. Let me introduce uh, Dave Haddock, our lead writer out of Los Jesus. Angeles. I hate when people walk in front of the camera. Josh Herman, our character art director out of LA. And Britton Walken, our external xenolinguistics specialist. Xenolinguistics. Oh, yours, guys. 
Thank you, I love that we live in an era where xenolinguistic can be an actual job title. Um, so we are here to we are talk officially in the future. Um, yes. We're basically gonna, I'll be basically covering a little bit of the backstory and um, and how they developed as a culture and sort of a character. Dave Haddock, that was the name uh, that Mark and, and I couldn't actually, remember in, the other in day. collaboration with the various uh, departments within the company. Oh, speaking of the um, other day, uh, so, um, I can't remember what the conversation uh, was, but you were talking about Newegg, buying some equipment, and I think you, uh, you, you uh, said Egghead? Basically the first I, yes. I did. Yes. Egghead was, a it was a store. It was an electronic uh, shop in the 90s. There was one that sort of popped into my head immediately. That must be why. So, so you and were, yes, you were, you had the right train uh, of thought. Once it ended, People laughed at you, a very simple question but this time, today. this time it was uh, I mean, it's, that's unfounded. That's seems like a very obvious <laughs> and, and silly this time. approach, but it, it So for me, this is the stuff of... And of, so in the early days when, when Chris and I were sort of talking about the initial sort of building, building a civilization, this is every D&D um, uh, Dungeon the, Master's the dreams to do some uh, stuff. Like, sit down and be like, all right, I need to build uh, an encounter for my players. What is the culture or the people or the environment that they're stepping into? What's their history? You know, along with humans, and try and figure out sort of like what each of them It's part of what attracts me to this panel so much was talking about the different species. Fiction in general. But I'm, I'm glad so they're doing this because, are, are sort of five, uh, you know, we don't uh, want to step ones, into well, the universe. We, we wouldn't know this uh, stuff, I think. And basically, if to, we lived in this to, time, if we lived in this universe, we would know these basic things about them. Yeah, it's nice to get a peek behind the curtain because you know that, you know, the average human soldier probably doesn't know much about this stuff. Which is an excellent book if you're trying to learn how to draw. Uh, but the sort of approach that they taught was you start out with sort of They need to stop shapes, going to that camera. Very, very rough shapes just to kind of get form and, and, and silhouette. Hey, they have the same computer case that you, I do. You refine it, so you get more detailed uh -huh. as you work your way That's in. the same case that I uh, use. And so that was sort of the, the, the kind of approach that we, we tried with this because the win with it was that once you kind of establish sort of the basic kind of tone and character, like the specific so we got your Jeans, you know, your Banus, your you humans, your Tavarans, and your Vanduuls. And little tiny kind of fact down there. They are yeah. As a, as a culture. So like I could, you know, forget which Jean House controlled the second. Yeah, that's the one they said we are not going to really learn about, right? I mean, yeah. Why they were in that, that yeah. sort of era they're, of their history? They're that saving they that one, keeping that one of, in their back you know, pocket. Kind of keep developing stuff for it. Um, so well, that's the uh, the Kurthak are, are the ones that are going to appear in the I next Star Wars trilogy that Ryan Johnson uh, has signed to on to direct. Yeah. So we'll just kind of run through them real quick. So the Banu, obviously, the traders. They're the ones who are sort of, you know, that sort of very rich trading history and mm -hmm. culture and stuff like that. Uh, the Tavarin, uh, the That means Ronin, the Last sort of Jedi is going to be awesome, race, right? It's so awesome. They're like, dude, race, sort of you're so good at this. Sort of We're going to give you as much more as you can handle. Straight up warriors. Well, he he turned down nine. And yeah. the Xi'an were the diplomats. Which is why so, uh, JJ um, got it. You know, one thing to notice is that you can kind of get a sense of like kind of what each of these cultures represents. Just well, what do the humans level, do? You know? and, and you'll notice we're, that. We're, as in, as in every sci-fi universe, kind of, we you know, are the uh, the every the every man, their ghosts or whatever. Uh, it's it's very evocative. It's and it's supposed to kind we're, of we're the bard. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a common trope in fantasy that like you have the elves and the dwarves and with that approach, it actually uh, and the orcs was, was and really then, you know then you have kind of the uh, andorians and the, the art team and uh, vulcans and, like and the klingons like they could sort of work with and sort of and you have Tavara and vandul and, and, and banu of, and then in all of those and come up with kind of cool and all those universes the humans are like so the great centering Sean, of all of them. Oh, yeah, they're the middle uh, the middle path of all the groups so this was a sentence the initial sentence that we used to describe them their culture uh and you know, we are a little self-centered. Singularly evocative. Well, I guess the other kind of the other really um, uh, races are intended are to be examples um, of aspects and of so that humanity. Was it. That's what exactly. Kind of used yeah, yeah. to give to the teams. Um, to Turn. I just need to ask: and, uh, Did you and, select and your name uh, in the uh, lobby here, or that did that get assigned? I selected it. Okay. Ah, okay. So if that got assigned to you by the, the internet gods, I would have to run screaming from the room. <laughs> Lined up a little too well, a little too serendipitous. There's this, this concept wow. of verticality. I, I would that say that the, uh, the gate had opened. And, chips, and, uh, and it was actually, I think, in the I've original watching Stranger the, Things. The so. cartoon oh, how far in are you? How soon do you think of this? Kind uh, of finish the first up. season. And 
you know, and it's pretty good. So what do we think of this? Where the, the ships are all oh, right. uh, vertically aligned. It's very different from everything else we've seen. I think it makes like no so, sense, but they're trying to do it differently, so I'm cool with it. This initial question of, you know, who builds who vertically and on a ship? You guys all know. Maybe it is well, comfortable to stand up in a ship are. while you're. Uh, but over the past eight months, actually, it. it's been a really exciting time, specifically for the Jean, because. Okay, so now we're we're, we're looking at the Jean specifically, uh, right? As yeah. we've been developing like okay. characters and the Who language, and stuff are like that. It's been forcing us to ask a lot of really kind of interesting questions that you know you don't normally kind of see in a, a standard gameplay mission mission type thing. Uh, and just to remind really folks like that are listening, uh, this is going to, uh, when this comes really, really out on culture. YouTube, there, uh, and so we, I'm going to do my very best to integrate the what we did was we presentation uh, video into we did, uh, the YouTube video, so um, if you watch this online, season, you'll actually see uh, what we we're seeing time as, capsule, as we see it. Just so one, long stretches of silence where we're just listening to what they're saying. We're just mesmerized by them. Modern day to the game's era, so the 30th century. Like what I'm the not entirely convinced that Dave Haddock isn't Amontillado. Uh, events that, <laughs> uh, you know, pushed us to be where we are in 2947. So we actually did that again. Uh, or as he is known uh, in the place uh, that Mark and I come and from, uh, Eric the Immortal, 1400th of his name. Unfortunately, they have a lifespan <laughs> of centuries, so the timeline was a lot longer um, like 30,000 years of history. So uh, much more longer. history for the Xi'an because uh, they're so long lived and everything so else. Obviously there's, I mean, we could try and go over all all of it right now if you wanted, but uh, probably should. Now, are either of you guys uh, so interested in uh, of, like, kind setting of up shop near Xi'an um, territory? You know, I think it'd be a neat idea. That. Back in the early days, yeah. if you remember, yeah. I think it was in the writer's guide. We had Don't know. Don't know enough yet. That the, the Xi'an were very cagey about I mean, I've got. I'm assuming that they're going to need to travel, so um, I've yeah. got I've got uh, passenger transport ships, so you know I. And we actually. I'm sure that uh, you know. Again, like at the the line of all of our passengers. Yeah. So that was the most interesting part about the Jean to me that just popped up about how they aren't the top of the food chain on their planet. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Well, there's a couple things about that that they are a prey species. Um, so we basically decided, like, all right, let's let's build up a home world, and we'll kind of flesh that out. Uh, so the initial idea. Yeah. Was so how do you pronounce that home world? Ger like jungle. Uh, right. Rajan. Very warm type type thing. And actually, one of the things uh, Will had come up with when he was working Rajan? on on some docks for the Sean was was but that they they they're carrion and they like really spicy food and it's kind of you know, they, they dogs, eat. They're not disgusting. top of the food chain. Um, they're carrion eaters. So they're space actually, vultures, basically. Like, to justify that, again, we so who it back lives to, there then? Uh, the, and they, like, how do we, and they, they like spicy food. He just they, said. they talked about how they don't live on their homeworld anymore. And so we came up with this idea that, that yeah, so they were they, they were kicked of off and scared off their homeworld. Like, is there some other well, they weren't scared of dominating that planet. And so it's just not it's just not central central to their culture anymore. But if they don't even live there, there's a difference between it not being like this hub of their culture and them not even living there anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because it was, again, another example of kind of how the process kind of can feed itself back into it. Because that idea basically reinforces the original notion of that we had said in that. They set up that camera when there was nobody in the theater. That's the only possible explanation for that. They've had to evolve as a very defensive species um and so that's the thing that's really so spicy like food i wonder if that has something to do with carrion that because carrion is something that's really cool carrion and it just, you know you want to spice it heavily so that and you know you uh, really you obliterate the funk each other and and you know maybe or maybe yeah, it uh, sure does that something that to their uh, physiology to make them undesirable to eat themselves in la because we had the question of how does sean sleep Gleep, gleep. Which, it could be you know, all that and more. Perspective, you're never really yeah. necessarily going to see, or isn't that kind of important? But it was a fascinating conversation. With once you start factoring in anybody interested from, in learning the, the language, like you know, uh, I'm a little interested you know, in learning the language. And, I think it's a neat language. It, you know, the way it's like, written, and designed. It, it was, it was really interesting, and it just makes them feel like a, a really. I wonder if we'll see instead of bunks. On so, ships, again, uh, the, the beds where the, the backs are against the wall, bit, it was basically or standing uh, up or sort of 
half reclining. Kind of and we gave him a home world no, why, why do you say that? So that was, because they that talk about how the Xi'an don't like um, to sleep with their so, backs exposed. Uh, the thing, basically, so, that, that so basically, we having the, their back the up against a wall Xi'an, uh, so that predators that can't pounce on them, but they're always facing outward. Well, now here you go, loss of the home world, so they did get driven off. Ah, okay. Oh, and, they, and they, this is the culture that has the mandatory service. Yes. Houses are very important to them. Your family line yeah, is very, very important. Your lineage is traveled. Uh, it is tracked through, is tracked through your mommy. The houses can be uh, also corporations, which is really, really fun. and gives them a really kind of unique... I can't, can't remember the last time we saw to what a, a matriarchal uh, society in sci-fi. So, uh, like a major society that was matriarchal. That the, the Sean have to mm. perform is actually them joining... Uh, mm -hmm. the there was an episode of Rick and Morty. They joined the Emperor's line. They gave up their own name. <laughs> oh, was there? Their period of mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that episode. Yes, that was summer. Basically, this huge war between <laughs> all the houses that almost destroyed the species and caused the destruction of their homeworld. And so, and Wonder Woman. Said, Let's not forget about Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, yeah, true. There you go. And we're going to consolidate it, and we're going to establish an pretty matriarchal right there. And basically, take them, Sean, when they're young. And raise them up in this so they get a sense of they have a sort of a. Uh, I think it's interesting that it's the it's the lineage is tracked to the mother's family, and yet there's an emperor, not an empress. Um, so again, uh, it's just hmm. you know, this is the type of stuff that through the course of these conversations. It's generally, where lineage you know, is tracked is often who leads, who, like who wears the pants, and then the we're getting feedback uh, on designs. You think about our society, generally speaking. At least we wear pants. Reincorporating it back well, I don't know if it, I don't know. It's a good question. Then we need another panel. They have legs, so their panel's Maybe it's in the Q&A. I haven't listened to the whole Q&A yet. Alien, we'll alien fashion choices at 12 o'clock today. Moderated by David Letterman, it'll be universe-wide pants production. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talking about, you know, do the Vandal wear pants? What about the Tavarin? You know, do they put their pants on one leg sure at a time? Could kind of do fuel their their own creativity and find their own hook into it and stuff like that, which is really exciting. But to get into exactly how the Sean looked, I will turn over to Mr. Josh Herman. Okay, here comes the fun part. Enough of your pictures. words. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Take blah, a break. blah blah blah. Let's look yeah. at something. So yeah, I'll get into some of the visuals of just designing Sean. Um, <gasps> oh, it's amazing. Wait, you know, I oh. came onto the put it back up there later. Um, after some of the there you go, human, jack of all trades. See, yeah, yeah, to just, you. Uh, it's, it's the trope. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Humans, you so humans are good at everything, <laughs> but not the best. Um, and so and I mean, that's that's a, here, you, know, you see that in Star Wars, you see that in D and D, you see that in Star Trek, in this. Humans are kind of the jack of all trades. They're kind of the neutral. like we talked about before. This actually in D and D, if you play in D and D, the humans are kind of like they get like extra plus somewhere else, extra skill points somewhere. Um, but I think that concept also no, works <gasps> everything else. So, like, you know, how how will the Gertak. aliens? He's using he's doing more words. I think this, oh, this is a neat this is a neat uh, concept. I found this online. It was actually from a graphic designer. But I don't and know what if is you this guys can tell what this is from. This is not from our game. These are Street Fighter characters. From another game, a very popular. No, no. What uh, what does this represent as far as uh, conveying knowledge in um, so Star Citizen? The concept of a lineup is basically saying that you have all. What is this? What is this? What information is being communicated by by this graphic? The idea that that colors and pattern uh, can can make for iconic or emblematic characters or or distinction. Uh, have you guys ever played Street Fighter? Um, um, no, I've seen it, but yeah, no, so I didn't get into it. With our okay. So this is our lineup of our okay, well, here we here we go. So we got... Um, we have our lineup, so have, our silhouette lineup. This is kind of oh my god, Vanduul, our Predator, confirmed. The Bandu are pretty tall, too. Yeah. Seven feet plus. The Gianna is smallest. Now, just some brief takeaways going off what Dave said. You know, obviously nothing he said had what the visuals were. Um, is that a desk, or is that like a file cabinet thrown um, on its side? Uh, it's there. They have like a couple of modular really desks thing. that they can put uh, together we'll and take apart. If you watch some of the other uh, panels, they have them pulled Britain, apart into different configurations. Developing the language, we learned that certain mm. shapes would require certain mouth shapes, so they would need to have M, I believe was the one. Yeah, being able to have that sh that, that mouth shape, which means they need to have lips. 
And this is why every Star Trek character has always had uh, lips. What does that mean to speak? I missed it the first time. Language will require uh, lips in the Richard Fingers. Why the Richard Fingers, even? I don't know. I have a lot of questions about that whole statement. The Onion Knight on the end there, he got all animated for a second. Showing off his lips? I guess so. Dude, you can't quote Wikipedia. Have you never been to school? It's not a viable quotation source. On this podcast, you can't. Yeah, the presentation that people are supposed to be accepting as research. No. They're not at the top of the chain. So what I wanted to bring into the newer designs, and this is all still stuff that we're working on, was a sense that could have some muscle to them, that they could have some meat to them, but they're not at the top. I like that they made uh, them so sort of squat and bulky food. a little bit. So what kind of foods could they eat? Do they eat just raw meat? Is it just... Yeah. Uh, is that a dinner table? Yeah. Yeah. You'll notice that there aren't, there's no silverware that eat with their hands. Uh, maybe they still oh, like I like these people. Essentially rotting meat or old Although there's something soupy there. How do you eat that soupy concoction in the middle? So we about you don't want to know. Fermented food is something maybe You're that probably right. Interested in eating. So we look at a lot of different types of... Fermented foods, a lot of cultures that would eat fermented mm, foods. Like fermented foods. Food or things like that. Kimchi. Um, Kimchi confirmed. Stuff. So from the three, 3D World cover that we did a, a couple months ago. Um, something I don't that think I I've ever seen a picture of a Jean well and, and, and they look happy. Like, I don't, I've, they always look very serious or... Well, they don't have yeah. the same sort of facial expressions that we do. And they don't have lips. Yeah. How can they speak their language if they don't have lips? So here's uh, the, well, kind of the left looks happy. Well, the, so the, the like guy a menacing the evil kind of happy. Well, the, and that was one of the original uh, well, so it's concepts. As we progress, that we don't necessarily make like a drastic change, right? We want to keep true with it, what everything's going. If we need to retcon something, we can do that. I thought it was interesting, and of course it makes sense, but how they start with like a silhouette. Um, and Almost I like a... Like a you know, you're creating a character out of a piece of wood. You just, like, get the basic shape and then just keep whittling yeah. down and, and refining. Build in mm-hmm. definition. And then you go into yeah. the details. And that's something I remember seeing that first image a, uh, a long time ago. Well. You know, we're not going to try to nail it on the first shot. We're not gonna go I, the one in the middle the looks like the first time. one of the first ones uh, we saw. I don't recognize that one on the left. Uh, I do. The, I feel like the one on the left one on the initial, like, Tavarin, Tavarin, these are just some Gian of the reveals. high level things that we start looking at. So um, they do have they got shells. They do they have shells. Totally have shells. Starting to see the characters in situation. Even in, in situation, a, a silhouette. In what they look like in their home yeah. Worlds, what do they look like when they're kind of? Now, do you well, think I don't it's know if it's a shell. Maybe it's like a, an armored hump. Think uh, like sort of like the Krogan or the. What's it? Do they need canes? Are they just kind of simple things as to how they start? What is Garrus? What species is called now? You know, very but they have that sort of hunch, a little bit hunchback, armored backing. You think they can store yeah, poor posture, back there? Right? basically. What you're make saying. Oh, poor, image. very poor. Find what works. No wonder they got a sleep standing up and stuff. Their backs must be messed up. Oh yeah, so yeah they lean up against the tree. Exploring the idea of, of scale, of size. These are some really, really nice images. Yeah, they're beautiful. Uh, the, um, also work in some ideas their physiology ideas seems to be sort of inconsistent uh, with the you know, aesthetic of their whether, ships. You know, obviously, we've had the, the, they, that they're tall, so have sort of brick, uh, vertically aligned vessels. I would expect them to be flying board cubes, something, you know, squatter. It's almost too elegant. And to yeah, yeah. You ever been to a Jean Ballet? <laughs> never, you, you never have. You don't. So they don't exist. Interactions so. between them. Get a headache uh, next time you get invited. Get a headache. Is that a baby Jean? Uh, uh, so baby Jean on a leash? Potentially on a leash. Well, they have one of those child kick or the child protector keep track of your things, like the moms have at the mall. Yeah, like the the weird backpack with a leash on it. Yeah. So we know See, that John here we are so here, a flight risk. This Here's yeah. the... So what, what they it doesn't like? look right. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. all right, I get it, I get it. Um, Maybe they're compensating for their lack of eloquence with... In their physiology with more eloquent ship design. Dude on the left is going to totally go for the crotch grab. <laughs> or dude on the right, I'm sorry. 
just being able to kind of explore more about them. That's a neat picture. You can see you can see that the uh, the, the the pods. We've got pods. Now there's your emperor. I'm yeah. guessing. So uh, obviously, like you were talking about before, that it's really important the families. I wonder so if they have a strong religious like impulse. Or a ceremony or if if like the, the emperor is divinely ordained, because it looks like that. Uh, oh, look kids. at these so cute. Oh, I know. Jean Daycare. Male, female. Little Jean family unit. Is that an egg she's holding? That's just what I was thinking. Totally watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles there. You know they are. A lot of dogs and cats are very similar. Are they? I wonder if they are. It's like they incubate in an egg. I'm reminded of the Orville. Now, is that part of them or is that, you know, outerwear? What's on their back? I don't know. We don't know. We can't tell. Uh, Maybe a combination of both. Of the explorations for the Council of Three, I believe. Yeah. Council of Three. Hmm. And so you can see the one on the right looks like he totally doesn't belong. Looks like he snuck in there and just ended up in the lineup, and he doesn't know what to do. Me. I swear, I'm one of those council people. That's somebody's brother-in-law. Try to fit in. Try to fit in. That face, because that's not that's not the intent of this. So we did this image for a series that Britain is developing, but. Costumes. They're they're buying costumes. What would their shops look like? What You'll notice that all of their outfits. There we like? go. How did they sleep? He's taking a dump. No, he's taking a dump up against that tree. Leaning up against the tree for support. We're talking about maybe them up against stuff. Maybe that's part of. This is interesting to see there. Of the predator, they need. That's why there are no toilets in John's ships. There you go. See, there's a little happy guy. That dude's happy. Yeah. Little one on the right. That guy's not. No. I imagine they're a pretty taciturn some, and some serious race. So you see some of the you get, I get that sense from them. Decorative gold, gold I think being a, a prey species will do that to you. Tribal? Yeah, yeah. You know, not a whole lot of time weird. for they levity. They don't look like prey. They don't. I, it's the, I wonder about that. Did they did they eventually eliminate the predator species? or Or domesticate them? Or... What's the relationship? They don't talk there? about that, huh? Yeah. They, they don't, don't talk about the, the their their main predator. No, no. You and, never uh, get a chance to find uh, out who what the main predator of the Xion was. Kerfok. <laughs> uh, we're supposed to be plotting now, I guess. Okay, oh yeah. I mean, technically, humans hey, humans hey, were birds. prey species if you go far back oh, far enough that we were you know they were they were animals <sighs> really that could eat us. <laughs> oh, Britain. I'm gonna go through slides pretty quickly and I'm going to tell you about the Okay, so we've I'm moved wondering. on to the intro to the Xi'an language um, presented by Britton Watkins Xeno so Linguistics and one Lingu of the Linguist I can do that is because He gets all the chicks today, Have you watched Zeno any of these? <laughs> Have you gotten watched any of these? The uh, Spectrum Xi'an uh, Education Language not, no, videos? Nor, They're pretty funny Nor will I and learn all about it very, very quickly one of the biggest chunks. I'm guessing you have Ace. Do you, do you I've enjoy one, them? watched one or two of them. They are. Uh, it's funny to watch them because they are. They 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 read like uh, like an introductory like French beginner's course. Like today we'll learn about okay. participles. There's a big and, document. The thing is over uh, 130 pages. Well, I like him. He takes it. He takes and it very seriously. And he he does. Videos, yeah. And I hope sound is going to play. <gasps> Magic. <laughs> I mean, I might have to learn how to say turd in Xi'an, but that might be the extent of it. Yeah. Is it do you is have it, a tree I can use? Word order and Is it Xi'anese? Is that what it is? Asking and answering mm. questions. It's up on the top Defining left. I don't know how to it. Between words and phrases. The basic word order in Xi'an is VSO. It's verb, subject, oh, man. Uh, I was going to attempt to give that a shot, but Start I don't know. Verb, subject, object? Um, if you're I think so. The bit to learn how to greet a Xi'an or have a drink with one, then um, go check it out. It's all on the forum. Oh, it said language specialist, star um, citizen, and squadron 42. So I assume that means the they're working on we a might Van Duel language. I think he I think he developed the Van Duel language too. Well, I thought that they they said that the there language. wouldn't be any conversational Van Duel, that it's mostly just a um, 
So it's very Dave guttural and um, you know, the, well, but the but they you know for like when the like the conversation between Vanduul captains um, talking about how they're going they're to take out the, the nasty humans. Party animals, but that they have yeah. to be talking yeah, something. Party animals either. You don't know what's necessary. They just uh, they just point and then do the, the finger across the throat sign. The universal symbol for human. We have a piece of Xi'an slang. And Meat I'm going to step through how it actually works as a language. This is not gobbledygook. This is a real language, folks. And if you want to learn it, it's going to take some time. But it'll give I you something to I want to party with that guy. While beast? The beast? Down yeah. other players. <laughs> the beast is in the house. Yeah. All right. Oh, so these are... I didn't notice that before. One's like a handwriting, so, and one is like a uh, like a text. Like a, yeah, typed. And the font and one's a on script. Yeah, in some calligraphy, kind of like. But of John Cursive. Space-faring people with mm. a ten thousand, twenty thousand plus. Obviously, history, Common Core so hasn't gotten to. They have all kinds yet. of different ways to write, so you can learn to read in one style or the other. We're going to go kind of simple and straightforward and modern. And learn Ichi again that this is part. I do know Sean. Congratulations. I was speaking it in the 70s. Yeah. The vertical writing and some of the, the pronunciation and grammar. We start with a verb, eh, which by itself doesn't mean very much, but it tells you it's a verb. And so we're, we're being in at somewhere. But again, real language is rich and complex, so we're going to talk about being specifically here. I'm tempted to sing a little Tom column. Petty in the so at in the lulls. To be here in a place. <laughs> Just to fill in the space. <laughs> and we're going to oh, feel free. Explain. I swear, like even uh, ever since you know, passing, 90% of my music has been Tom Petty. Uh, I can't, I can't get out of that loop. I'm stuck in that loop. Is the romanization is pronounced house. So, is here in the house, somebody. And chi is a grammatical particle that I don't think you have in German, and we definitely don't have it in English, um, but it refers to an inflection, some kind of change. So in this case, we're going to translate this as now. So here we are, really easy to talking about an alien language, language, watching a video about so the alien language with people watching and talking about it, but we can't hear them. Mama. And now, Mama is probably welcome to 2017. <laughs> That's the scene, uh, and go. <laughs> I'll give you the a way hint. Is Ma is a root in the language that essentially means animal. Part. So, for example, Mama. By the way, the best use yeah. of that song was. Is edible meat go ahead, go ahead. You're, you're talking actual stuff. Uh, Yalma is a oh, it's animal, they have uh, animal that can uh, recognize you and it can recognize It's not his or her, like a person. A it's everything is, is uh, uh, used um, as like an animal form. Sort of acknowledging that all creatures are animals to some degree. And it means his or her animal. And it's like referring a, to your metaphorical inner animal. Your beast. So we'll translate it in English as beast. You have an inner beast, Gleeve? So the shirt oh. is saying essentially Boy, you know it. is now here okay. If, if only you'd come out on GTA nights. A smooth translation for that. <laughs> My inner pig. The beast is in the house. By the way, the best use of, of his song, The Waiting... Uh, was mm-hmm. in the forty-year-old virgin soundtrack, or the the you know the trailer. <laughs> it's perfect. And here's the beast. Now, Josh. I, I wonder, the beast. with a phrase like and that, I don't know exactly uh, why this. Do they have competitive beast. sports? Maybe it's because he's a ruthless general. Well, I think it's yeah, it's interesting because that's sort of a, like a really human thing. It's like a like a, a braggadocious. Yeah, or, exactly. Um, this is the beast. Well, that's the Marshawn Lynch of the Jean. Among us, somewhere in the house. <laughs> And Going I into beast mode. See him among you later. Like, I, yeah, I wonder, is it like, is that like Thanks a, uh, like a dangerous statement? Like, oh no, he's here, or is that uh, more like uh, c- 
congratulatory. Thanks, guys. Like you said, so in the house, huh? Or is it like a uh, <laughs> challenge? Hey, hey, hey. But there we oh, go. The beast is in the house. Here. Brian Chambers joke. See what you did there on your <laughs> night. I kind of walked into that one. Uh -huh. so, so I think dude, we're on to the... Take you. I'd be careful. Now we have time for <laughs> take all of them. Oh, he has minions, so too. Which is awesome. And a hammer. I'm going to start it off. Uh, so I think we're moving on to the Sorry. Q and A now. But, uh, seeing this process... Yeah, I, I think... It, why don't we punch out here right, and then we can uh, kind of discuss... Uh, you can kind of give us your overall thoughts on the presentation and we can sort of discuss... I've got a couple ideas about uh, some of the points uh, presented um, and um, we'll take it from there. How's that? Okay. Alright. Bye, Brian. Bye, guys. So, uh, and I am curious to get one of the things we, should, we did want to talk about while we're here is your um, uh, your opinions on CitizenCon in general. Turd. Well, we'll, we'll, we're going to get that after after we're done discussing this, Jan. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Um, uh, Ace, why don't you, you tell us about you know the, this panel? Why? Because you've mentioned it several times. You know, speak speak to us about what about it spoke to you so so loudly and so clearly. The um, richness, the inner gong of your soul was rung as if it had been struck with a mallet. <laughs> uh, the richness of the universe. Uh, the idea that you could create wholesale a culture that has lasted you know that is in the universe of the game thousands of years that mm -hmm. has its own rhythms its own fractures uh its own uh uh, uh cultural touchstones and uh and turning points in a history uh and make it so believable that uh, when i sat down and watched that i was just sort of like this is amazing uh, the, the, the little things like the fact that they're carrion eaters and they're not the apex predators or the, at least the highest, the, you know, the, the highest advantageous group of their, uh, on their world. The, the fact that as a result, they sort of have some prey tendencies in the sense that they sleep, uh, with their backs to something, um, mm -hmm. uh, which would inform some of their starship design. Uh, I imagine if you were to visit Xi'an ships that are that are purely Xi'an, not not sort of like uh, Misk, where it's sort of like Xi'an technology incorporated into human vessels, where it's it's strictly Xi'an. I would imagine that the way their beds are aligned, they are against the wall and facing outward, uh, so mm -hmm. that when you lay down, quote unquote, in the in the sort of like the, the little the little alcove. Your back is up against a wall, and it satisfies that prey tendency, that instinct, which is something mm -hmm. you don't really think about. I mean, you go go watch uh, Star Trek or Star Wars. Uh, you know, all the bunks are oriented horizontally uh, uh, against the wall to one side in the very human style. There's very little accounting for how an alien race might feel about something like that. They're all just humans in makeup, basically. Um, mm -hmm. So the idea that, and I and I and it makes me well Borg, Borg, Borg. Well, yeah, that's true. Borgs, that's true. Borg have their have their alcoves. Um, mm -hmm. So you're uh, thinking that Jean's going to be kind of Borg-like, and they're standing up and and sort of uh, strapped in rather than strapped down. Yeah, I think so. I think very much so that that they'll be sort of like a standing standing hammock or alcove that they will sort of push push themselves into, and mm -hmm. uh, and settle against. So that uh, if anything happens, they can, they are they are protected and they can they can engage from the front. But that makes me wonder about like about uh, ancient Gion. Did ancient Gion sleep in a circle facing outward? So I wonder if all... it means. I wonder if it means that their shell. Maybe they're. It's not a shell. Maybe it's just a, a soft hump. If they're so protective of it, maybe that's why the clothing all has armor plating it looks over like it. Like an armored. Yeah. Yeah. An enormous boil, and they're afraid that it'll rupture. Yeah, uh, uh, and then the idea that that they are so long lived Ew. that they are mm -hmm. there are Xion who remember the the Messer era, who who watched humanity sink into the the Messer era, who who are old enough to have met and known Messer himself, uh, 
that exist into the timeline of the game and, and, and as a result they are rightly sort of distrustful of humans as sort of being these mercurial uh, fast changing uh, unstable society because they're like because well, we, we are we remember in the span of my lifetime you have gone from uh, a, a uh, fledgling democracy to a tyrannical government and now you're a benevolent empire like you could be anything else the next in the next 20 years uh, yeah. You don't like the weather? Just wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. I imagine that there are probably Xi'an uh, phrases about humans that are like that. That are like, you know... Uh, like, meet the beast? Well, me, well, yeah, well that's more like, sarcasm, though. I mean, do we know that they're sarcastic? I don't know. That's the other thing, is they seem that you get the opinion or the sense from the way they do things that they are very taciturn. They are... Mm-hmm. that, Like you said, as a prey species... They may not have the. They may not have had in their uh, early culture a lot of time to invest in uh, the arts or uh, anything beyond just self-defense. Um, you sneak up behind true, one and yeah. just like tap tap them on the back and go gotcha. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> I imagine one. something like that is probably considered incredibly rude. <laughs> you think that's stopping me? Well, no, I'm not saying no, but that's something worth considering that, like, in our society, sometimes it's, you know, funny to jump scare people, uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. The, I imagine in Xi'an society, if you, if you pouncing on somebody's back, if they're a prey species, is probably considered uh, a pretty, pretty uh, <laughs> major kind of slight. Yeah. You learn that in the first year of diplomacy yeah, school. Don't, don't, <laughs> do not, do not sneak up on, on Jian. Always announce your presence. Don't, you know, don't tap him on the shoulder from behind. Always approach, uh, sort of like a horse. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you don't, don't approach it from behind and spook it. They're liable to react poorly to that. You know, give them a wide berth, circle around to the front so that they can see you and they feel mm-hmm. more comfortable that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, I, th- I thought it was um, um, well. I mean, do you have anything else on the, on the, the presentation as a whole? Uh, the the language is neat. The, the, I mean, it's it's very Tolkien in the sense that it's a developed, full fledged language. I mean, one of the things they talk about Tolkien doing is that he developed Orcish and Elvish uh, alongside with writing the books as functioning working languages. Something that he enjoyed doing. Right. Uh, right. And, and I right. like that, that this idea that this language is a theoretically speaking at least a functional language that someone could learn and speak fluently well we know that it is for at least one guy yes <laughs> <laughs> um, so well I wanted to I want to get into that a little bit more in a bit um, but um, uh, a couple of, um, of other things that uh, um, well I just you know Tur, do you have any any uh, basic thoughts or overall thoughts about uh, this particular panel or was it just sort of there. No, no more than I've, I've given already. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch the panels uh, all that closely. I was at work, so I was kind of mm-hmm. kind of back and forth between watching a little bit and then having to take care of some stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, overall, it was it's, it went off uh, very smoothly, which is odd. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, and, and uh, this, this uh, CitizenCon was much uh, smoother than previous ones had been. No, that's part of the joy of this whole project for me is, is you kind of, I don't know, you, you get to watch the game develop and you kind of get to watch the developers develop along with it. It's Okay, we're going to get to the thoughts on the entire con afterward, where let's, but let's finish with the Xi'an. That, that rhymed. Um, first. So, um, uh, stuff like this, like this panel, I listen to. I mean, most most like the, the content on YouTube, I, I listen to, and if it sounds like it's something that I want to see, then I'll stop and um, and uh, take a look at it. I mean, I know that there are some things where they're they're showing, you know, like a new ship where you, you definitely want to see the um, uh, the visual information being presented. Um, but for a lot of this stuff, I you know, I I can keep it's much easier for me to keep up just by listening to it while I'm doing other things. Um, so. Um, Definitely impressed by the depth and the richness um, of this aspect of the project. I mean, because this is, you know, you think video game, this is not something you would necessarily think um, would be, um, that would have a whole lot of resources and attention allocated to. I mean, this is this is above and beyond, uh, I'm thinking. Um, 
but that said, I, I, I don't I don't connect to this stuff very much. I, I really I, I will I think I will at some point, but I really need need to be able to interact with uh, these things before they will have any meaning for me, which I'm going to retain um, uh, going forward. You know, it's 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 kind of like fun. Oh, hey, neat. But then a week from that, a week after that, it's kind of like I remember it being neat, but I can't I can't remember why. I'm I'm exactly uh, I, the same way. Yeah, I need I need the practical uh, usage. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, I do. Out of this presentation, I definitely have uh, uh, some questions that I want to put to you guys. Um, and first and foremost, is this information spoilers? I don't think so. I don't think so. Again, I, mean, I think this, it's this all just kind of working knowledge that we would have in universe of the species. It's a very broad overview. Which, if yeah, I lived mm -hmm. in a place with you know several different types of aliens, I would, I'd be interested in knowing about them. So, I don't think it's spoilery at all. Well, and, I'm, and I, as I'm looking through the uh, uh, the Xeon, the, I'm, I'm in Spectrum right now looking at some of the material that they have. Uh, and they have uh, a few things. They have a Xeon chat lobby set up now. And people are speaking, typing in Xeon in the chat now. Huh. Uh, uh, wow. But uh, along with that, I went to the Xeon language learning resources. And they have like an overview of the Xeon language for diplomats. And I have a feeling basically this is what this sort of is, is this is what you can expect from, uh, this is sort of a broad overview of what the Xi'an are like, that if, if you were uh, part of the diplomatic corps, or if you were a, a star pilot who is about to, you know, have their ships rendezvous with the Xi'an flotilla, that your commanding officer would be like, all right, sit down. Uh, give you a brief overview of the Xi'an species so that you don't uh, manage to insult their commanding officer when they come aboard uh, by okay. slapping him, slapping him on the back. It's, it's, I don't feel like this would be spoilers necessarily. Okay, but but so what? But what information about this would your character have in game to start? Oh, I suppose it depends upon. Uh, are we talking about Star Citizen or Squadron Forty Two? Either one. Because Squadron Forty Two, I imagine, probably not much. I mean, Squadron 42, as far as we know, is going to be centered around the Vandal. Uh, so, okay. But okay, so with, if you okay, but but so if, isn't isn't this information that our character wouldn't wouldn't necessarily have? I'm I guess I'm, what I'm trying to to um, express here is, wouldn't our character be exposed to this information in a way that they sort of learn it? In game, as opposed to learning it in forums or through YouTube videos. Uh, yeah, uh, I would say I would. Well, I guess what I'd say is that this is not important or or necessarily something that we would need for what we're dealing with in Squadron Forty Two. But in Star Citizen, I feel like this would be important to have, uh, especially in an, in an outside. No, manner. no, not not if it's important to have or not. But is it appropriate that you have it now when? You're not in the game yet. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the Xeon, the Xeon are mysterious, but they're a known species, uh, known enough that it would make sense that you would have some of this knowledge going into the game ahead of time. Uh, okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. I mean, I, um, I, I would say that, uh, I would say that having this sort of discussion and overview and backstory about the Kurthak would be inappropriate at this stage, only because. They are intentionally mysterious. Nothing is known about them, so revealing a bunch of information at this stage wouldn't make any sense because in the universe, it's not known. But the Xeon, people have, you know, the Xeon have been a known quantity to the human race for a while now. Uh, there's not a lot of right, right. I know, but, depth, but, but, but they're but they're but, but we don't know. We, the three of us, don't know everything there is to know about everything that information is available. That's true. Um, so, I mean, it's I'm, I'm trying to think of an individual starting out the game with an Aurora and, um, you know, looking for a job sweeping up, um, uh, you know, stuff at a, at a, at a truck stop uh, in order to uh, save enough money to upgrade their ship and maybe go do some cargo missions. Is that person going to have this sort of... W would that person have had this sort of training ahead of time? Maybe, I don't know, maybe if when they were in school they had, you know, focused on um, uh, 
foreign languages, for yeah. lack of a better way of putting it. Um, I don't know. It just it, it feels to me that it's it's creating a lore omniscience that, if that's a word, that isn't that isn't necessarily appropriate to having a an, an authentic experience in the verse. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I don't I don't think that they shouldn't be presenting it or anything. But the thing that occurred to me is, um, you know, oh hey hey, this is really cool. Um, I'm I'm not going to remember any of it until I actually interact with it in the game. Um, but what if I was to commit a bunch of time to learning this language now? Would that be something that my character in the game uh, would have done to have that level of knowledge um, to start the game out with? I don't think so. Um, but maybe maybe that's because I'm, the character I'm going to play is obviously some somebody that's uh, analogous to me. Um, so maybe that's just me. Um, you know, and maybe there would be some characters who, as um, a youngster, would have been fascinated by learning alien languages and would come to uh, the Star Citizen universe, um, come to setting out on their own in the Star Citizen universe with that sort of language um, already um, um, assimilated. I don't know. I don't know. Just a question. And the translation bit is interesting, too. Yeah. Um, because I'm thinking in the 30th century... Um, our Moby Glass has to come off the shelf with some sort of translation module. Has to. Um, Universal. It just doesn't make software. any sense. <clears throat> y yeah, um, and uh, which I, you know, I thought about it for a second. I said, um, you know, might be a mini game idea. So maybe um, the module that uh, because they they talked about um, you maybe not understanding everything that was being communicated to you. So maybe the module that comes with a Moby Glass only trump. Uh, translates a rough approximation of what is being communicated and then um, uh, until you're able to essentially to like if you've ever used dragon naturally speaking you know you have to train it to understand you and to um, uh, uh, represent accurately or it used to I don't know I haven't used it in years but uh, to accurately uh, record what it is that you're saying so perhaps um, uh, you would have to you would have could have this mini game with your Moby glass where as you um, uh, interact with the Xi'an and it gives you rough approximations, player skill uh, will come in where you have to um, understand what is being said or understand what's not being said or what's missing from what's being said, then ask some follow-up questions that would uh, get you other information to sort of fill in the pieces. And through that process and repeating that process over and over again, you would end up uh, with a, a Moby Glass that um, uh, understands Xi'an really, really well. Mm -hmm. I I wonder I wonder <laughs> if we're we're going to see um, I mean it's, it's something like what is not being said that if if you bother to take the time to learn some of the language that you you pick up on the nuances that the Moby Glass misses uh, uh, and and I do wonder sort of wonder if they're going to incorporate like you said like a gameplay element where maybe you can purchase or train a Moby Glass to understand the language better so that you get better context clues for something that's being said. Uh, well, that's what I just said. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if, that, that, if they'll go that route or not. It make, I mean, it could, I, could, I could see it being if you're a character if, in Star Citizen, if you're a character who spends their time trading with other races and less with humans, then that's something that you might want to invest in. Uh, and that would be an interesting mechanic to develop for that purpose. Yeah, I don't know. We shall see. But I, I'm, I think overall a, a very good presentation. Uh, thank you, Ace, for um, for uh, leading us through that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, um, whatever happened to the love that we once knew, Turd? What are your thoughts about CitizenCon 2947? Uh, well, I think... Now, with half the projectile vomiting... <laughs> Uh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, I'm the last guy, I think, to, to weigh in. Uh, so I'll, I'll keep it very short, but I just, I loved how the whole presentation opened with that box. And we're just following the adventure of that box. box. What's in the so box? Mm -hmm. blown up. And that, was all, that was all great. That was all fantastic. Um, I think my favorite part I think even you guys touched on this was after he, you know he flipped through the city which was amazing up to that truck stop 
and and when you looked over the side down onto the planet and yeah that little just knowing that all these little spaces you see there you could you could fly to it and and there will be stuff there you see something mm-hmm. that, like it really kind of hit me right then uh, from the transition flying up from the planet to the the truck stop and looking down like that's all there it's all there and it's gonna yeah. be there yeah that's so it's pretty spectacular cool. so exciting uh, and I'm also glad they didn't feel the need to have a gunfight in the presentation. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. It's mm-hmm. like it's like in an action movie. It's like a, you know, it's a oh, it's been five minutes since we had a car chase, so we need we need something. Like they didn't feel the need to do that, and I like that. There's, there mm-hmm. was no action for action's sake. They let the universe speak right. for itself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, now, so if we assume that ships are female. <clears throat> You know, I mean, we think of them, you know, at least here on Except Earth, for the Caterpillar. Of ships in a, well, it depends on your proclivity, sir. Um, and um, uh, the Xi'an are turtle-like. Do you suppose that a male Xi'an um, has a special sentimentality for the Anvil Terrapin? Mama! <laughs> Baby got back. <laughs> I do sort of feel like um, the, I do sort of feel like the terrapin does. I mean, it's it does feel kind of racist to say, the terrapin does sort of fit the Xi'an aesthetic, doesn't it? Kind of turtley. Yeah, a turtle. Terrapin's a turtle. Very protective. Very just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Um. So. Now, um, any thoughts on uh, turd on attendees this year uh, getting a a one in four chance of um, an Intel SSD no, plus Raven? I don't. I don't um, waste my time thinking about that. No, Alpha, good for them. I'm happy Alpha, for them. Very good. Alpha 3.0 LAN party, um, mm-hmm. five star studded discussion panels, and uh, <clears throat> last year we got oh, a pin in a lanyard and a brochure. <laughs> eh, dims the brakes. Uh, I guess what I'd say is that if, it sort of feels like we, this year was the first year that CitizenCon felt like a convention. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and I, th- I think that was our intention, um, and I'm sort of excited for uh, for uh, for that on the go uh, on the go forward because of course I do, kid. Um, however, I did I did hear a rumor that uh, CitizenCon 2948 is likely already slated for Manchester. So, who knows, maybe a Squadron 42 release tie-in. And that means no show for us until 2949 at the earliest. This, of course, assuming CIG sticks to the two shows per year Gamescom and CitizenCon schedule they've kept of late. Uh, Which would make sense due to assuming the reason they stopped attending all the pack shows, etc., etc., was to focus upon development. Now, a recent estimate I heard from the board gamer is that Alpha 3.0 is to open PTU sometime around the end of this year. Um, and I suppose that would mean an Alpha 3.0 release to live sometime early next year. Um, he also uh, is expecting from this, at this point, a beta phase beginning possibly around the end of next year, 2948, and maybe a CitizenCon launch sometime late 2949. Um, I, I, I like Board Gamer. I think he is a credible source of, of uh, information. He's fantastic. I, I don't think that he, he does not hyperbolize. He does not. Um, um, he doesn't uh, exaggerate, or nor does he. Um, um, his highs are not too high. His lows are not too low. Um, he's. I think he's just right. Porridge. Um, porridge. Yep. Very very porridge. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was so hoping someone would go there. Um, and so, um, if that were to hold, then uh, LA Citizen Con in 2949 to maybe coincide with a launch announcement? Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Who can? The Shadow knows. Dun 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 dun! This is an impressive callback. It's a dramatic noir musical flourish. It's right there. Works every time. Oh, I missed the flourish. I missed the flourish. You did. I did. I hate the solo flourishes. <laughs> we can do it again if you want. Well. <laughs> um, no. All right. So, guys, um, uh, good uh, good recap on the panel. Um, uh, good Citizen Con. I yes. Think, you know, Very nice. Very good. I, I give it, I give it um, a, a thumbs up. 
Um, anything else before we get out of here? No. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd say it's been a pleasure doing this with you all so much. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thank I'm you. glad. I'm glad, and I'm glad we could take some time out of our Saturday to to uh, come and satisfy my Gian curiosity. Uh, Are you Gian curious? <laughs> married, unfortunately. Uh, also, several thousand. No, years that's a fortunate thing, Ace. It's a fortunate thing. Phrasing, phrasing. Jesus. <laughs> I'm also several thousand years too early, unfortunately. <laughs> It's gonna. It's that's a that's a heck of a lead time there. Yeah, yeah. That's a, well, you know, can you can you imagine what uh, what Tinder will be like then? Oh man. Oh man. Me neither. I wonder. I wonder now. What is the Xion like? A maximum lifespan? If are would there be? Oh, lifespan. Oh, whew. boy, I got scared for a second there. What is the maximum Xion lifespan? And I'm kind of curious because I'm, kind of, I'm like I wonder if they're if they're long lived to have remembered the Messer area. Were like how far back does that go? All right, never mind. I'm, I will I will jump down that rabbit hole later and figure some stuff out. I'm very I'm just the, the species. Tell Alice we said hi. Yeah, <laughs> long lived species have always been uh, fascinating to me. Elves are same way. Sort of just sort of like they live for so long. Uh, I wonder how they view the other races that that don't. Why why, why you gotta be hating on the fruit flies, man? <laughs> they live fast and dangerously. Those fruit flies. There you go. Please go to engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's e n j i n dot com. Engine now has their own cryptocurrency. It's Engine Coin. It's smart cryptocurrency for gaming. Check it out at enginecoin.io. Go to INN and learn things. You can do that by going to imperialnews.network. Check out Star Citizen, the base radio at thebase.sc. You can reach us. You can reach the podcast. You can reach the show. The best way to do that is by email. Comms at burstcast.org is the address. To join our Star Citizen organization, go to tinyurl.com slash jointgws. We're on YouTube. tinyurl.com slash guystube will get you there. On Twitter, we are at VerseCast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. On Steam, we are those Icicle Ships. And do be sure to check out our Star Citizen gaming community website. It is VerseCast.org. You got me hating (laughs) things I used to love to do. I I think he ran out of Steam, turd. My name is Gleep, and my contact information, along with all the links, can be found in the show notes. Go to tinyurl.com slash tgwsnotes to find them. Guys? I'm Ace Azamine. Uh, you can find all my contact information in the show notes, um, or, you know, email me, uh, or find me on Discord on, on the occasions that I'm, I'm popping in there. Uh, good night, Gracie. <laughs> good morning, hey, Gracie. How you been? Good morning, Gra- yeah. Yes, well, Gracie is in Hong Kong right now. So. Ah, gotcha. Good morning, Gracie. Yeah. Uh, my name's Turd, and I'll be going out for pancakes after this. Uh, my segment today was brought to you by John Dot Pizza. Expensive <laughs> and dope is how he makes his pizza. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. For a moment, I thought you said John Dot Pizza, and I was like, John clever. John, wow. John.pizza. I like that. I like that. Someone grab grab Hurry. that uh grab them social media handles. <laughs> Ooh, ow. Hey, not there. Wow. Okay. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. <clears throat> Until next time then, we are those guys with ships, and this has been the verse cast. So yeah, I... pancakes, everybody, pancakes? I'm down for pancakes. Alright. It won't be long, and I'll be hating you. While we're munching on pancakes, Cleves be sitting at the bar, just willfully singing. Is that Jean Jean Wayne singing that? (laughs) Jean Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) 